I get it. It's your business. You've invested countless hours of blood, sweat, and tears. It's your baby, and it needs you. You've built it up from absolutely nothing to what it is today. But you're also exhausted. How can you possibly take time off and still have the business run itself? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Each week, we deliver relevant and timely content to help you develop your business so you can take your time to work on your business, not just in your business. I'm your host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hay. Welcome to Experience Leadership. And welcome to the show. It's so great to have you along for the ride. Today, I will be speaking with business strategist and business coach Yvonne Weld, and I will get to her in just a minute. Before we dig into our show, I just wanted to invite you to subscribe to this broadcast through iTunes. By doing so, you can join the thousands of, okay, you can join the hundreds of, you can join the select group of passionate entrepreneurs who enjoy building their skills and being the first to know when I bring you some fresh content. And while you're at it, if you find this content valuable, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. You can go ahead and give that rating, good, bad, or the ugly. I am willing to hear it to get better each and every day. Thank you so much for your generosity. In a past episode, we talked about the difference between being a business owner and an entrepreneur. We've talked about the need for business owners to adjust their strategies for today's conditions. Today, though, I want to take the conversation a step further, and that leads us to our question of the day. When was the last time you took a vacation? Come on, be honest. I mean, a real vacation. Were you able just to sit back and relax? Or were you connected every minute of every single day? As I mentioned, my guest today is founder of The Weld Group, business strategist and coach Yvonne Weld. Yvonne works with business owners to help them navigate the entrepreneurial world. She shows them how to stop trading dollars for hours, find work-life balance, and build a healthier cash flow. Welcome to the show, Yvonne. So nice to have you here. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Mark. Oh, it's so great to have you. My goodness. I've been waiting ages to get you on the show. Hey, perhaps you could start off maybe by telling everybody what you do for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So I work with what I call accidental entrepreneurs. So these are people that had a skill set, a trade, whatever you want to call it. And they decided, I don't want to work for someone else anymore. I want to make my own hours. So they started a business. And what ended up happening is that they actually created a job, if you will. So their clients are still making all the rules. They're still working endless hours. And you know what? Honestly, they're probably bringing home less than they were when they worked for someone else. 
but they're determined. They want to create a business. They want to still do this on their own and they're tired of trading those dollars for hours. They see other people in their industry that are doing these really great things, having these really successful businesses. And so they know it can be done. They just don't know how. And that's where I come in. I show them how to get to their vision. So we look at their vision, we step it back. And a big part of that is by creating the teams that are going to support them. And before you can create teams, obviously you need to create the systems and processes that you can follow. But the biggest problem is most of us, we have it in our head. We just don't know how to get it out of our head and onto paper so that other people can follow. So that's what I do is right. help people get it out of your head and onto paper. And it really is a simple process once you know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine. But you and your company must deal with some very specific challenges that business owners have. Uh, maybe you can delve a little bit deeper into what some of your clients have faced when it comes to this idea of pulling back in their business. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of what I hear is, you know, my daughter had a dance recital and I missed the dance recital or my son had a baseball game and I was stuck at work. I really wanted to go, but I was stuck at work or, you know, clients who are calling them late at night when they should be with families and their families are getting really tired of the broken promises that I'll, I promise I'll be home for dinner tomorrow. Yet tomorrow they have another fire that needs to be put out. And so they're not coming home. So those are the types of things that I, I'm working with my clients to show them, you know, there is a different way. You don't have to constantly break promises, if you will. I think one of the biggest things, Mark, and I know I was guilty of this, is this belief that no one else can do it as well as we can, right? And as soon as we let go of that belief, and we start to understand, you know what, there honestly are some people who can do it better than us, actually. You know, when I started to realize, you know what, I don't have to dredge through the bookkeeping and the administrative. I can hire other people to do that kind of stuff, and I can just do what I love doing. That's when my business really started to take off. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think you're alone. I think, you know, every entrepreneur I've ever met has always been really passionate about their business. But I've seen operators that in spite of the fact that they absolutely adore what they do, they, there's this fear of delegation. There's this fear that, you know, this is my baby. I can't let it go. And they figure if they do let it go, if they back off, they're afraid of what's going to happen. Are there steps that these business owners can take to overcome the fear and ground themselves in that decision? Because it's almost like they have to adopt a sharing mentality rather than an ownership mentality. Yeah. And you know what, Mark, I think it all comes back to many entrepreneurs have been burned, if you will. So they've had an experience where they've hired someone and they were the wrong person. And so it might not even be them that had this experience, but they've heard of other people who ha have had that experience. And they're like, you know, like you said, this is my baby. These are my clients. I love them like family. I don't want to afford losing them. So they, they hold back and they don't, they don't hire someone. It's not till you hire that ideal person and you give them the systems and processes to follow that are based on how you want things done that you start to see, okay, this could work. This could really happen. I've got a really good example for you of how this can work. You know, when you go to Tim Hortons in Canada or McDonald's or wherever you go, 
It doesn't seem to matter whether I go to McDonald's in London, Ontario, in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, or even anywhere in the US, it's always the same. It's like my Big Mac comes exactly the same. You go in the location that looks the same. When you start to think of your business the same way, okay, that's because of processes that these people are able to do that. They can hire someone, give them the procedures, and everybody could learn how to make a Big Mac. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's absolutely like the African proverb, right? The whole, you know, if you feed, give somebody a fish, they eat for a day. However, if you teach them how to fish, they eat for a lifetime. That can apply to your business as oh, well. Work. Absolutely, yes. I'd love to delve into some of the solutions that audiences could take right now to evaluate their current situations and then take immediate steps towards working towards freeing themselves. And we'll get to that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Haim. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhaim.com. You're listening to... Experience Leadership with my guest today, business consultant and business strategist, Yvonne Weld. And I, you know, it's a shameless plug. I hate to say it, but I had to take the opportunity. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> That's a show without a shameless plug, right? <laughs> oh, you have to throw it in there every once in a while just for kicks. <laughs> hey, so before we get into the steps business operators can take, I understand that you've actually worked out a system for yourself. I mean, you've, you've faced face situations, situations where, where you, you had, had to step, step away, away from, from your, your own business. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you came across this idea of being able to put systems in place to free up your business or your time from yeah, the business. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in a long time ago when my dad was 50 years old, which happens to be about the same age as I am now, he was a solopreneur. He had a construction company. He was working in the field from sunup to sundown. And then he'd come home and he'd work in his office and he ended up having a heart attack because of all the stress of everything he was doing. And it was that heart attack that was his wake up call. Hey, I've got to step back and I've got to, you know, do something different. I left my corporate job and went and helped him in his business. And we set up every procedure, documented everything, because, of course, I didn't know the construction industry. That's a man, man's typical man's world right so i had to learn from scratch like i didn't know anything when it came to that so there was a lot of questions i asked and a lot of documenting and the nice thing was mark when he decided he wanted to retire a few years later we were able to give that procedure manual to the people who bought his company and they actually had something tangible to buy it was the step-by-step -step of actually how to run his business and everything that he did and so when the time came for him to retire and sell his business, I was kind of like, now what do I do? And I was like, you know what? I helped him run a business. I'm going to start my own business. So in the beginning, I started documenting everything I did. I was by myself. There was never going to be a chance I was likely going to give it to someone. But I knew how much easier it was 
you know those times when you do something and you haven't done it in a really long time and then you're like, oh my God, how did I do that? It was nice to pull out a binder and go, oh yeah, that was like last year around this time. This is how I did that. And it just started to save me so much time. And then there was something that happened, Mark. In 2014, I received a text message no one ever wants to receive that said that, you know, tell the kids that I love them. I just can't do it anymore. And thankfully, we were able to save my husband. But what ended up happening is we also owned a business together. And because he was in the hospital fighting his own mental health Uh, and getting himself well, I had to go run that other business because it was a retail business. You do not tell a retail business, oh, sorry, we're closed for business. And it was a franchise. So I couldn't tell the franchisor, oh, you know, we're just going to close the doors for a few days. And so I still had my own business, which at that time was a virtual assistant business. And it took me one password by text to my to a friend of mine in the virtual assistant industry to open my entire business to her. And I don't know if any of the rest of you, if something happened tomorrow, because we never know, would you too be able to give one password to someone and open your entire business to them? And the best part was that while I was off running my husband's company, is my company not only survived, but it thrived during that time because this virtual assistant that was working with me had everything documented. So she even knew how to handle an inquiry when it came in and someone inquired while I was off and she took the sales conversation, ran with it, and I came back to even more clients than I had originally. And that's what I show my clients is how they too could create something where it's like one password could open their entire business to someone. Mm, I can see that. And it's funny that you mentioned that because the TV show Bar Rescue makes a big deal about putting systems in place and, and training and that sort of thing. And in fact, a lot of the stories that you come across are bar owners who were doing really, really well in their business. And then something happened. They had a personal crisis. Somebody died in their family. They got sick. Something happened where they had to turn the keys over to their staff. And then months and months later, they're pulling out their hair, wondering what the heck happened. It used to be such a good business. And now it's just falling all apart. By that same token, in in a past episode, we talked with John Mikowski from Action Coach. And we were discussing the necessity to build systems in so that we not only build value in our businesses, but it does exactly what you suggest. I mean, God forbid we might have to walk away from the business temporarily because of something with our family, things going on in our personal life or, you know, whatever it is, whatever crisis comes up, having these systems in place can be an absolute lifesaver. You know, and I realize that, you know, there are owner operators out there who are listening to this going, oh yeah, you know what? That was that time I had the flu, but no matter what, I will still be hard at work doing what I have to do. It's almost like some of these owners take this as a point of pride. You know, they chastise their staff for calling in sick and not showing up. I'm here all the time. But really at the end of the day, when that crisis hits, when something life-altering happens to you, you have to be able to do something to walk away. I get a sense that this is not just about delegation. I get a sense that you really rely on these systems. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm like, 
the systems junkie, I guess you could say. I just absolutely love systems. So to me, it's like everything's a system. We don't even realize how many things in our lives are a system. If you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth, we all have a system to how we brush our teeth. It might not be the same. Like Mark, you might start on the left. I might start on the right. You might go in circles. I might go up and down. But everything we do has a system and a process to it. The biggest problem is, is once we've done it a few times, it becomes robotic. So it's like now we don't think about it. So there may be a system to brushing our teeth. But I tell you, I don't put the toothpaste on in the morning and go left or right. Which way? You know, like it's a natural thing that we do, right? So what systems and processes do is get those natural robotic things that you're doing in your sleep, they get them documented so anyone can come in. And, you know, I have been talking to a lot of entrepreneurs even during COVID, where all of a sudden their team that was in-house all had to go elsewhere. So now I've got team all over the place. And how do I know that they're doing things? And even more importantly, I need to add to my team because I'm one of those fortunate people who COVID was beneficial to my business. And now I don't know how to train from afar because I'm so used to, okay, you stand here and watch over my shoulder while I do this. And there are a lot of tools that I've discovered over the years that are like someone standing over your shoulder. So those are the things that I've been working with my clients over the last year, showing them how to do. Nice, nice. Like. Uh- I'm thinking that there's probably some people out there saying, oh, I really need to get some systems going. Are there any best practices for putting some of these systems together? Absolutely. So one of the biggest things is don't take anything for granted. So document absolutely every step. Think about a recipe. When you have a recipe, you have like all the ingredients that you need. Then you have the steps that you need in order to uh, create that. And they even give you a picture so you can look at it and you can go, okay. Okay, it looks somewhat like that. I don't know about you, Mark, but when I make recipes, they never look quite as good as the the picture. But it kind of gives you a process to look at to create that. And it's very simplified. It's step by step by step. That's what you want to do in your business. The other thing that is important to note is you need to write it in fifth grade language, if you will. So simplify it. I always say the simpler, the better. We get so stuck in technical jargon. I can give you a really good example. I was working with a company that did retail. And so they had all these retail operations and they were talking about how in the warehouse they would put it in a container and send it off. And I was like, okay, what's a container? And they're like, what do you mean what's a container? And I said, well, this is a container. And, you know, like a box is a container, like there's so many things. And those are the problems. It's we get so stuck in understanding what we do that we forget, okay, if I had to explain this to someone else, how would I explain that? So one of my clients even uh, jokingly referred it to, to it as her alien abduction manual. Like, okay, if I get abducted by aliens and they come down here and they have to run my business... How can I explain it in such easy language that an alien could understand what I'm doing? And I I absolutely love that terminology. You bring up a good point, uh, this idea of making it simple. But it can be a real challenge if the people making these systems are embedded in the business. I mean, like the person who wrote the container, Mm -hmm. they have a picture in their head of what that means. Mm -hmm. 
So is there a way to test through assumptions when you are putting these kinds of processes together that you're able to then test it against what other people perceive? Because to me, you read it and you go, oh, well, that makes perfect sense to me. But to somebody else, that can be a challenge. Absolutely. And uh, I always used to say testing is the biggest component of your processes. So you can create a process and think it's perfect. And it's not until someone tests it, all of a sudden you're like, holy, I missed an entire step that I totally took for granted. So I always say that testing should be done. Absolutely. I used to have my mom read things and say, can you understand this? Is there anything? Because she wasn't in my business. If she could understand it, then I knew anybody else could understand it. Now, I'm not saying it has to be someone outside your business. It could even be an employee. It could be anyone that reads that process and says, okay. The other thing that I do is when I actually create processes for my clients, I give them to them and then I say, have your employees follow this step by step. They're not allowed to do something unless it's documented. So what will happen is sometimes we'll have a procedure and when we test it ourselves, we go, okay, and we convince ourselves we're actually looking at the procedure. But again, back to that brushing of the teeth, it's still so robotic that we forget, okay, right, I have to follow each of these steps one at a time. So it's really about being honest to what you document. Right, right. And, it, and it's so beneficial. I mean, my background, of course, being in hospitality, the one thing we always had to do was we had to document our recipes and our procedures for putting meals together in restaurants and, and in food service. Like you said, like a recipe book, we had the pictures of what the plates are supposed to look like. And the one thing I started to realize in operations is everything evolves. Everything. <laughs> Behaviors evolves. Recipes evolve. Everything evolves. And without having something to fall back onto, like almost like a root creation, if you will, things will evolve past your standard operating procedure. And then you have nothing to call people back to. I see owners all the time going into their operation and it's like, well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We've never done it that way. How come it's that way? <laughs> right? And the staff are like, well, we've been doing it like that for like 15 months. <laughs> and the owner's just blown away by the fact that his processes have changed. So once they define standard operating procedures, how often should these procedures be revisited and edited or changed? So I always say that processes are only as good as the people who are using them, right? So if you get to that point that, hey, I've got a better way to do this and you start doing it a different way, I'm not saying that your way is not good. It's just if you start doing it that way and now I come in and you've been doing it this way for so long and I don't know that way of doing it, I'm going to do it this way, right? And now all of a sudden your clients are getting a different experience. What I always say is you should assign someone in your business to be in charge of the operations. And I always say do a complete audit of your operations at least once a year. And so it doesn't become a huge process because it is a huge uh, undertaking to first create the processes and a big undertaking to review them all the time. I break it down. So when I'm working with my clients, there's typically seven areas that I'll cover in a business. And I say every month you should be picking up one of those areas and going through the manual in uh, like with a fine tooth comb to make sure, okay, yes, nothing's been changed. That means 
every seven months, you're reviewing a different area of your business. And every seven months, you repeat again, right? So the oldest something's going to be outdated is going to be six to seven months. Awesome. And that, that absolutely makes a lot of sense because of our constant changing environment. This is a great way to be able to, to go through and make sure that you're staying up on top of changes. Is there any kind of a checklist or something operators can do to help them along this route? I can imagine that this is a really daunting task and operators, I think, would need some semblance of guidance. Yeah. So as I said, Mark, I break it down into seven different areas. So a listing of those seven areas, I've actually created a video series. See, this is going to be my shameless plug now. So it's like I've created a five video series that walks them through how to actually start to document their business. And it sets out those seven different areas that I'm talking about. Sounds like a heck of a resource. I will be putting the link to your website in the show notes. But just like you doing a shameless plug, guess what? As a host, I get to do another one. So. After this break, we will be talking about some more best practices, and that's coming up right after this. Giving an important speech to a huge audience can be overwhelming. It's easy to lose your place and go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues during practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look at it. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. Welcome back. We are here with Yvonne Weld of the Weld Group, talking to us about systems and operations to help you break free from your business. We've been talking a lot about systems, but I have to ask, when it comes down to systems versus people, is one better than the other? Like this idea of delegating responsibilities to run your business that you can walk away, can that supersede businesses and if not, is there a better practice? Yeah, absolutely. So here's where I see that businesses make a lot of mistakes is they throw people at tasks and they don't stop to think, okay, is there an automation tool that could take care of this, right? Like there is so many programs that are out there that can do these things. Like if we think way back when we had uh, things like our social media, it's like we actually had to go out and post on our social media every day. Now we've got those nice tools that do it automatically for us. There are a lot of different things within a business that can be automated. I mean, look at how many things we get now. We get like those, those automatic phone calls that come to us from, from different companies. We've got text messaging that comes to us. There are automatic invoicing that can happen, all kinds of different things that can happen within a company. Right. The challenge, though, that I see is that we're talking about the idea of systematizing something or automating something versus delegating. Is there a criteria that people should be weighing in order to figure out which one is best for what task? So what I, what I always think about is, first off, is there a software tool that can handle this? Is this a repetitive process that happens over and over and over and over again that a system or a process could make it faster, easier, simpler? I mean, there are some things that just never should be delegated. And to me, that's the face-to-face -face interactions with your clients 
those should definitely be 100% customer service needs to always be a person who does it unless there's the behind the scenes type customer service like getting feedback from a client can be automated it occurs to me that as operators go through this process of automating putting standard operating procedures together having good delegation formats that this will actually help with the valuation of their business i mean in a past episode We've talked about the importance of succession planning and how valuation in a business includes having standard operating procedures. What are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. Every single time that I've talked to someone who has taken the time to document their processes, their business is valued by a valuator higher than someone who doesn't because you actually have something tangible. Take, for example, our business. We're a consultant. Both of us are consultants, right? If we attempted to sell our business, we can sell our client list, possibly. But the minute that you can say, here's the exact way that I work with my clients, step by step by step by step, someone else has a process to follow. They can step in. They can do that. And now we've got something that's more tangible. My dad was a prime example of it. Like, he owned a construction company. Other construction companies were for sale at the same time. But because my dad had that procedures document, he had something tangible to sell. So not only was he selling his client list, but he was selling exactly how he does business. Great way to keep customers. Mm -hmm. I mean, all too often, I see that people get frustrated when they buy a business, buy a small business, that all of a sudden the customers start turning over. Customers have no problem calling out the owner, say, hey, that's not the way Paul did it. And you point out that Paul doesn't own the business anymore. You know, you say, oh, well, I own it. And you end up with this big issue that all of a sudden now your customers are turning over because the experience that they're getting is completely different from what they got from the previous owner. Oh, and not even when you sell it, Mark. Look at how many companies have that issue with their employees. It's like, I want to deal with Bob and I will only deal with Bob because I like the way Bob handles things better than Mary or vice versa. Or, oh my goodness, Mary just left and I do not like Sue and the way that Sue's doing it. Why doesn't she know the way that Mary did it? Or even I'm the owner and it's like, well, Mary always did this for me. And it's like, well, Mary wasn't supposed to always do that for you. And now I've got to stand behind it because to me, customer service is more important. Those are all the things that you want to make sure, whether it's Bob, Mary, Sue, Jane, yourself, whomever's dealing with your clients, it's all being done the exact same way. So it's a seamless experience, whether it's Bob helping you this week or Mary helping you next week, you know that they've all been trained to the way that you want it done. So then it's all the exact same. Yeah, I get a sense as well, though, that, you know, you get owner operators who have built this business, they poured their years of blood, sweat and tears into it, but yet they seem to have a fear. Have you heard this one, Mark? I don't want to give them my trade secrets because they'll take them down the street to the competition. So you hold everything back, not sharing with people exactly what is needed, right? Oh, so many times. It is amazing that people think that they are holding on to the world-class secret. Before we go any further, Yvonne, why don't you uh, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to my website, which is theweldgroup.ca, 
And there's two things you could do there. The first thing is you could download my five video series that we talked about, and that would give you lots of tools for steps for uh, starting to document the processes in your business. And the second thing that you could do is I offer a complimentary discovery call. So if you're someone that says, this is great, but I don't have the time to do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to start. We can have a conversation and whether it's you determine you're going to work with me. I also, as I said, I'm working on a do it yourself series that's going to be coming out in 2021. So that might be an avenue that's best for you. It really starts with a conversation. And so you'll see on the page that there's an opportunity to do that. And so really the best thing they can do is go visit that website. Terrific. I will have all the links in the show notes. So don't fear, dear listener. You have all the resources down at your fingertips. Again, if you know of somebody who you think could use this information, why don't you go ahead and share this podcast with them? And as always, please feel free. I, I would love to see a review on iTunes as what you think about this particular episode. Is it valuable to you? Are there any good takeaways? Have we missed anything? So Yvonne, in a past episode, we were talking about this idea of trust. Everything that you're talking about today will require some semblance of trust on behalf of the owners and the managers. This idea of putting a standard operating procedure together means that there needs to be some level of trust with the team members to be able to execute it. This idea of delegation, the same kinds of thing. The, the whole idea about corporate espionage <laughs> has to be covered as well. Trust has to be paramount for these business owners. Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning, I believe that trust needs to be earned. So what I do with uh, anyone that I'm working with is we start out with some accountability where it's like, okay, on this day, here's what needs to be done. Here's the procedures. You have any questions, come to me, talk to me. I'm going to check in with you. Tuesday, as an example, because it's due on Friday. So on Tuesday, it's a simple, hey, how's it going? Any questions you might have? How are things? It's just a general check-in. I'm trusting that you're using that documentation to come to me. Now, if I come back to you on Friday and you've told me on Tuesday everything's fine and now on Friday things have, have an issue, that's going to be difficult for me to continue to trust. When I give someone that rope that they can you know, find their own way, if you will, without me standing over someone's shoulder. Nine times out of 10, when I go to them on Friday, they've made the progress I want them to make. Then the next time I might put that deadline out further. So now instead of checking in on Tuesday, I'm checking in on Wednesday. And eventually I'm not checking in until the Friday when things are due. It's about building that trust slowly so that you can understand that they have the trust. There are some people that they can build trust a lot easier than other people can. And they're, you know, those are the, the people that I always aspire to be because like you, sometimes it's like, it's my baby. I've got to learn to, to grow this trust. And it really is a tool that you have to practice. So practice makes perfect. So that's always worked for me is giving them a little more leeway each time. I mean, if you break my trust, I will have a conversation with you. If we get to Friday and you haven't checked in with me before Friday and now you're not done, well, now we're having a conversation. 
I trusted you to get this done. Why didn't you come to me? It's a learning lesson at that point. So maybe the next week is still the same process until they get it down pat. The worst thing you can do for someone is pull them back in where it's like, okay, I don't trust you. Now I want you to check in with me every hour, every minute. As soon as someone feels they haven't been trusted, I mean, I give someone every opportunity to build trust with me. I want to trust that they're going to do what they need to do. It's like a prove me wrong thing, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I, I talk about this a little bit in my book, this this idea of coaching and mentoring as uh, as a way of being able to follow up and create those levels of accountabilities, right? The importance of being able to do a check-in with people, being grounded enough to be able to go up to somebody and say, hey, how's it going? Do you need anything? And in your system, you're opening up this level of trust where you're checking with people and then you're slowly rolling it back and you still have the humility and that kind of groundedness that you'll go to the people and say, hey, you know, I'll check in with you on Friday. If there's anything you need between now and then, please let me know. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And so it's not about, I'm just going to abandon them for a week or so and see right. what happens. Exactly. And you also have to have that open, open door too, right, Mark? Like the worst thing you can do is when someone comes to you and they've opened up the conversation, like, okay, I'm struggling with this right here. The worst thing that you can do is knock them down at that point. It's like, okay, so, you know, what have you done to this point? How can we figure this out? I'm big on modeling the behavior that you want them to follow, right? So if you come up with, you know, here's what I'm looking for. Right in the interview process, I always end the interview with a whole statement where it's like, this is what you need to know about working with me. I'm a rule follower, so I expect you to follow the rules too. I'm big on systems, so you need to follow systems and so on and so forth. And then I ask the question, what do I need to know about you? So that I can always go back and go, remember in the interview when I said I was a rule follower? Here's a prime example of where I'm a rule follower. Yeah, so it's really important to create those criteria so that you have clarity in the process. You know, throughout this broadcast so far, we have talked about all sorts of content. This to me is kind of like drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> uh, we've, we've talked about systems and we've talked about operations. We've talked, And now we're talking about what it actually takes to become a good leader and how you work with and work for your team. Do you have any strategies that we haven't talked about today that the audience could use right now to start the process of creating security in their business and being able to break away from the business's dependency on them? Absolutely. And you know what? I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Mark, is this is great information and people go, yeah, that's great. I would love to do that, but that just overwhelms me. And we all know when we get overwhelmed, we tend to shut down. So here's the best part of what I teach my clients is systems and processes doesn't have to be extra work, especially when it comes to the tasks that you do. So there's two resources that I'm going to tell you about. The first one is if it's something that you're doing and it's screen related, meaning you want that person who's sitting over top of your shoulder looking down at you. I always turn on Zoom, but there's lots of other programs that you can use. I share my screen and I screen record. I simply talk out loud as I'm doing the process. So it's like, for example, if I was doing a blog post, 
I log into my website. Here's what the website address is. Here's how you find my username and password. Then on the left-hand side, you'll see blog, and you're gonna go on to that. Actually, I think it's called posts in there. So you're gonna go to posts. Here's how you add a new post. And I'm talking through the entire process as I'm doing it, but the key is, Mark, I'm still doing the process. So I'm still writing my blog. I'm just talking it through. Maybe I'm telling them how I come up with ideas and how I like to write as I'm writing it. It doesn't matter if there's pauses and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you save the recording as exactly what it is that you just did. And now when I go to delegate it, they can open that file up. They can watch the video. They can press pause as they need to find the things. They can rewind when they want something how many of us have gotten frustrated because we're showing someone and then they ask a question? Oh, now I got to step back. I got to show you. So when we're training people, it takes us 10 times longer than if we could just do it ourselves. There's where it comes down to. It's faster, easier to do it myself. Oh, yeah. So once you've recorded this, now you've got the recording. They can watch the recording. Then they can take it one step further. They can take that. They can uh, send it somewhere like an otter dot AI and that's otter like the sea animal dot AI you can upload that recording and now you can have it transcribed now you take that transcription you can put screenshots to it and guess what your process is done and it's not even you that needs to do it you can hire a virtual assistant to do that you can get a team member to do it but it really is you walking through the process for anything that's not visual you can still use zoom maybe you're not recording but I always use my smartphone. And the other thing, the the voice recording on there is awesome because sometimes when I'm driving, I have mine set up so I can say, hey, Google, do a voice recording. Oh, just a second. I wanted to do one now. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so now while it's doing it, I can be driving somewhere and I can be talking out loud. Oh yeah, this is how I do this or this is how I do that. And it's not taking me any additional time to start to get those processes documented. And if you do, if you're doing something physical, like if you're working on a piece of machinery or you're doing a certain task, you could do that exact same process. You just take out your cell phone, create a recording and talk as you do the task. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, you send it up to a service, you get the transcription down and Bob's your uncle. And you now have a standard operating procedure for the task. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but would you trust your employees to do the standard operating procedure for you? Oh, absolutely. I always get my team members involved because they're the ones that are doing it right. They're right there in the muddy waters, if you will, doing it. So I have them documenting everything. So as they're using one of the processes, if they notice or they have a question, okay, you just questioned something. Now we need to add an extra step in the, so they're always evolving, always changing. Right. Yeah. 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 So as people go through this, obviously, you know, people can get really excited about this idea of trying to pull something like this off. And I can understand that some people would probably go to to the team members right now and say, Hey, you know, grab your cell phone. This is what I want you to do. And they get really excited about this, but are there any cautionaries as to what, people should be watching out for when we talk about creating standard operating procedures? Yeah, so one of the biggest things is having some fluidity to it. So, you know, I don't want you to come to a point where, did you follow the procedures? Like there has to be a little bit of fluidity. There has to be some room for humans, if you will. 
So when you become so stringent to follow the procedure, go back to the procedure, check the procedure. Like there are some days where it's like, we just got to think outside of the box, put the procedure aside. How can we solve this problem? I don't want it to become a point where, you know, you're saying to your client, well, the procedure document tells me that this is what I'm supposed to do. You need to give your employees a little bit of freedom to make those on the spot decisions that might be outside. And the best way I've done that, Mark, is I've always said to someone, I appreciate that you think outside of the box. So I will always back you up no matter what you say or do for a client. However, we may have a conversation later about that's great that you handled it this way. This is the way I think we should handle it in the future and then have that documented. The other thing is, to remember, as I said, it's always a living, breathing document. So if you create your processes today and put them on a shelf, they're not going to be the same in a year because just as technology always changes, everything changes because of humans, because, you know, we might come up with a better idea today and now we want to implement it into our. Right. This is so great, Yvonne. This has been really, really great. I've so enjoyed this conversation. Could you remind everybody one more time how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So the best way is to visit my website, which is theweldgroup.ca. And there's a few different things you can do on there. We can have a discovery call. You can send me a quick email through the contact form that's on the homepage, or you can even download my free video series. Oh, that's great. And you know, they should really check out your blog because your blog is really awesome. Thank you. I unfortunately fell down a rabbit hole one day reading your blog. I literally was going from one topic to the next thing, thinking, oh my goodness, this is so good. This is so true. So definitely to those of you listening to this today, do check out Yvonne's blog as well. Lots of great information in there and beautifully themed. So go and check that out. And, and that's really all the time that we have today. Again, Yvonne, thank you so much for sharing your obvious passion and energy for this topic. Being able to st do a standard operating procedures and have systems down to help free owners so that they don't have to be a slave to their business. Thank you again. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. I hope you got as much out of this conversation with Yvonne Weld as I have had. This is just, I think, has been super quality information. And if you feel the same way, why don't you give it a thumbs up? Why don't you share it? Why don't you leave me a review on iTunes? That would be absolutely stellar. And as always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team, please feel free to book yourself on my online calendar. The link is down below in the show notes. It is meetme.so slash markhain. And as always... I am at your service. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure to visit my website at markhain.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, I'd really appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can share it and tell your friends about the show. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern time for our newest episode. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.